on this episode of Comedy Rewind. Was there anything more to Major Pain than some memorable one-liners? Could a children's movie still get away with what essentially amounts to scene after scene of verbal abuse? Is it okay to joke about PTSD? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on guys? Welcome back to Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio-Technica and Manscaped as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and joining me, we've both graduated from turds to maggots. It's Dane Peavy from Pushing Through Blue Podcast. How you doing? Good, mate. How you doing, Jono? I'm doing great. I'm uh, very happy to, to have you on the show. It's your first Comedy Rewind, and I'm glad you reached out and threw me mostly children's films to talk about. I don't know if that's like saying something about you as a dad or like the the kinds of movies that you watched a lot in the 90s but um we we landed on major pain which is a a kids movie that i don't know if i would want kids to watch (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's exactly like that like you know speaking the truth here there was a couple of months it would have been like six to eight eight months i reckon ago and i I, it was one of those because we do a family movie night so we do family movie night every saturday night and it was one of these ones where like Rachel and I hadn't seen it for years and we had just said, look, you know, Major Pain, I don't know whether it was on a streaming service or what, maybe we just had the DVD, pretty sure that was the case. And uh, mm. we threw it on and like we did not get through it. We probably got through the first maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we thought we went, nah, we, this, this isn't kid, this isn't kid friendly. We might just switch this, this off. All right, kids, on That's to uh, Moana it is. So, um, but yeah, yeah nah, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a bit different when you, when you watch it back. Um, yeah, and we'll have a chat about that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, I mean, we can go straight into uh, talking about like personal memories and experiences with the movie, but I remember watching it as a probably, yeah, primary school. So it was, you know, the late 90s. And this is one of those movies where, you know, it is a kid's or a children's movie, but it was... It felt a little bit raunchy as mm. a kid, like it was like oh a bit a bit like a bit naughty to watch it because like you know the the naughty kids at school were like quoting this movie and there's like swear words in it and like at, at that point like most of the kids movies that you did watch were more like you uh you know Mighty Ducks and yeah. the, the kind of more Disney-ish friendly yeah. like little you know th- those kinds of things um, Dennis the Menace whatever like uh, not something where Damon Wayans is talking about like vietnam flashbacks and yeah. uh you know assaulting children basically. yeah 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 <laughs> oh, and man. that's what this it's... movie is and i think that's why kids probably really liked it because it felt like a little bit you know more grown up than than it should be and that might just be an era could also be why it wasn't a huge success i think yeah definitely <laughs> um, the fact I... that it kind of straddles that weird line yeah, and it wasn't, it, like, to be honest, it wasn't one that was on my radar. Like, so, you know, this this came out in 95. I was nine years old, mm. so I wasn't going to the cinemas and seeing this. It wasn't yeah. really on my radar. Like, when in the 90s, like, I was always fixated on those Adam Sandler movies, you know, your Happy Gilmores, your Billy mm-hmm. Madisons. Like, I remember replaying the absolute crap out of those movies and just being able to recite, you know, the, the lines of these movies yeah. off by heart. And I think like I really got it. I probably just got introduced from this movie off chance to be perfectly honest. Like it doesn't really have a nostalgia hit for me in the sense of like, I can remember that time and the people that, you know, I was with when I watched this, I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe it probably would have been leveraged off like Adam Sandler. Maybe I would have watched like Bulletproof. So I think Bulletproof oh, yeah. came out in like 96, yeah. um, yep. you know, Disneyland, if anyone's ever seen it. Um, but you know, like, and I think it would have just been like, it probably was one of those, you know, Friday, Saturday, you know, seven o'clock prime time, you know, family movie night things. And, um, I probably would have just watched it then, whether it was with myself or my family. And I think it was just one of those, like, it's a movie at the time full of one liners. And I don't think, oh, yeah. I think, I guess at the time when I watched it, I probably didn't really pick up on the things that I've picked up now, I guess, re- rewatching <laughs> it. Um, you know, and some of these things, like these things back in the day would have just gone way over my head. I would have just been, had a chuckle, had a laugh. These are great one-liners, you know, go back to school, you know, sensitive, you know, and all these, all these one-liners that you can pull out wherever you can. But yeah, now you watch it and you're like, Oh, actually that's a bit, uh, that's a bit different, (laughs) different from what I remember. I don't know if you get away with a lot of this stuff, but, uh, yeah. It's very, yeah, you're spot on. It's very quotable. Uh, it's very memorable. It's not the best movie, I have to say. Like it's it's it like it 
watching it now compared to i guess your happy gilmore's and mm. those kinds of films it feels more like a kids movie than i guess those even though some of it's like billy madison that kind of feels a bit more like a kids movie than i thought it would mm. re-watching it um but we will yeah we'll definitely get into that as we go along um so i will say that the movie made 29 million dollars at the box office which is a medium to small amount for a comedy of that era i guess i couldn't find anywhere for the first time on comedy rewind the budget for the movie yeah, Could, okay. just couldn't find it it doesn't exist doesn't on the exist internet, they don't so. want you to know they just yeah, so. this thing. they absolutely blew <laughs> it out of the water how was it how much did you spend so, like 29 million how much did you spend oh, don't, don't worry about that no, 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 no. yeah don't worry about that we don't talk about that but but i mean like Apart from Damon Wayans, it's not really a star-studded cast in this film. Um, I think it would have been a, a pretty cheap movie to make. There wasn't like a huge amount of stunts. You know, there's a couple of explosions. Nah. Yeah. A couple of like, you know, fake guns and stuff. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest actor in this film, apart from, from Damon Wayans, is the, the female lead whose name escapes me. I should have it here in front of me, but uh, I just I just saw her on uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, okay. Reunion, which yeah, right. is now up on Stan. And it's uh, she played Hilary Banks. Karen Parsons was her name. Right. So she was kind of not a big star in the 90s, but she was known in the 90s because of Fresh Prince. Definitely. Mm. Did you did you recognize her? Were you a Fresh Prince fan? No, uh, I wasn't. Actually, like, I sort of gravitated to when I rewatched this. I'm like, who's the kid with the big ears? Like he, yeah. I feel like I know this kid from somewhere. And then like after I had a Did look, I'm like, oh, that's the Shermanator. That's the guy from yeah. the American Pie. And it sort of led me down the track of like, that's that it really is a typical 90s. Like 90s really honed in on the stereotypes, didn't they? Like mm. they, they, they oh, fixated yeah. on these kids, on their whatever it is, their body images, their, their characteristics, and they just leveraged it off it. And like the fact that this guy has just had this character built into him where he would have just gone from as a kid, like you are playing this role to like, Imagine being a, a kid actor in the 90s being like, you're pegged as that that sort of actor. And then you go Weird all the way through to American Pie when yeah. he's fully grown up. And you're still, you're just the grown up teenager of that version of, of that self. Uh, allergies might be less, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing because it's, in, on one hand, it's, it's um, kind of focusing on like body image and stuff like that. But then on the other hand, would he get the role if he didn't look a bit weird or mm. a bit different you know it's the same kind of cash 22 as an actor i think yeah and definitely. um th the fact that we don't really see him around probably speaks to that i think uh so do you want to guess the rotten tomato score to see how the critics received major pain in 1995 oh it can't be good like i honestly <laughs> just feel like it's just uh i'm just gonna go bang smack in the middle i'll just go 50 because I, I just feel like it's like it's just this is one of those movies where like when I speak to people, people either like it or they hate it. You're like, oh, Major Pain, mm. they go, man, I hate that movie, and they're like, oh, yeah. Major Pain, they're yeah, yeah, choo choo, you know, like they always remember these memorable <laughs> scenes from it. Like you like it, yes, okay, yeah. you know, and so I'm gonna go fifty. I'm gonna go fifty. Okay, it was thirty three. Oh, there you go. <laughs> wow, so even, even you gave it too much. <laughs> yeah, fifty would be a, a pretty decent score for this, yeah. I think. But but the um. The summary or one of the quotes I pulled from the reviews was, although the plot of the movie is a familiar formula, the dialogue and performance are not. <laughs> it's a smart, funny job of poking fun at all those movies where sadistic drill instructors terrorize their green recruits. Had you seen like, or have you since seen some of these kind of like, you know, full metal jacket and those kinds of army movies to see where I guess some of the references or at least some of the archetypes came from built into this movie? Uh, not, not so much. Yeah. So like, I guess I haven't, haven't, you know, spent too heavily into that, but like, I guess it's just a play on, you know, like that stereotype where, you know here comes the authority military person comes in to mm. just wipe the, but it's like, once again, you're like, Oh, it's just kids. Like, like have mercy <laughs> on these kids. You know, uh, I look at, I look at it now just watching it, but um, you know, and it's, and it's something it's interesting. Like with the nineties comedies, like you can either go the way of, you've got these actors, like look at your Jim Carrey, for example, where um, the mm -hmm. comedy comes from him. The comedy comes from him as an actor. And so he's not poking fun at anyone. He's just, you know, being as funny as he can 
you know, paying, I guess, yeah. out on himself. Whereas this sort of movie is is the other, you know, is the polar opposite where you've got this figure that's basically just finding humour in, in humiliating and, and belittling other kids. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I just, yeah, it's probably something you probably couldn't get away, well, you wouldn't, you couldn't get away with now, especially as a family movie. Um, but back then, like, that's just how it was. Like, even like the, and it, it follows that sort of stereotypical um, you know, Mighty Ducks sort of like, okay, so here's, oh, you know, yeah. um, what is it? Coach Bombay, you know, and he comes yeah. into like this, you know, he comes into this arena where he's got to look after these kids. He's completely out of his sort of comfort zone. And like, he just yeah. meets this misfits <laughs> of kids of all walks of life. And I think whether it's, you know, um, whether it's the Mighty Ducks, whether it's um, these other movies like, um, what is it? The Sandlot? The Sandlot's another mm. one. Um, yeah. you know, even like, even cool runnings to a bit, you know, they just make sure they've got these key personalities there. So, you know, when they, when they form together, it, it's pretty cool with a, you know, this authority, this coach figure as well, but it just seems this movie just takes it to a next level. Hey? Yeah, it does. It's, it is very formulaic the way these movies are done. It's like the, the coach has like a fall from grace mm. and they have to like come in and it's a kind of against their will, you know, to step down and work with kids instead of, you know. The, the top level that they're used to works in Muddy Ducks, works in, in this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're not popular. They're a bit too strict. And then there's some kind of like breakthrough and the kids buy in and then yeah. they got to like motivate them to, you know, reach the mountaintop. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And you've seen always, it a million times. And there's always like, there's a girl, you know, there's, he's got to get the girl, which is always oh, yeah. usually in the movies, like Muddy Ducks and this one. Um, what's the other one that I was thinking of? Um, the little. Little Giants. Oh, little Giants. Like I used to, yeah. like, Little Giants was another one I loved. And it's the same thing. You get like these misfits of almost like, like these reject type kids to whatever they're doing, whether they're playing football, or, you know, the, the green kids. And he's basically just got to like work these kids and be championship kids, you know, and they've got X amount of time and somehow they can pull it off. So yeah, instead of sports, they've just gone with military. Military. Sport. That's right. Military <laughs> Which, games. Uh, yeah, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that a bit later as well do you want to guess what the number one song was when this released in australia in november 1995 1995 i have no idea i'll tell you it was a hip-hop classic gangster's paradise really coolio yeah okay. it was like number one for a couple of months what have you done for me lately the wayans uh damon wayans really big star in the, the early 90s he was doing um in living color which was i guess the the first uh, way that Jim Carrey became known to, to most of America and you know obviously with his brothers they were this whole troop of, of comedians and went on to do like the scary movies and and that kind of thing he has he kind of hasn't really done much since this movie <laughs> funnily enough um, Lethal Weapon was his big like because he, he does a lot of like stand-up comedy and that's probably mm. what he's focused on and then Lethal Weapon the TV show is kind of his comeback in the last five years and he played that Danny Glover role of of uh Murtar and that's pretty much it Chris Owen you mentioned the Shermanator before oh, that's probably him, yeah. like funnily enough like one of the probably the most recognizable people in this movie he really is uh he apparently was in the Sharknado movie or one of the Sharknado oh, movies Sharknado right eh? <laughs> we've got this great role we got this great movie let me, yeah. let, me, let me pitch this one to you yeah I'll take it no worries can't be can't be worse than the big eared kid yeah, shout out to Shermanator. Yeah. Um, so there's Michael Ironside playing Lieutenant... No, he's playing uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stone, which was the oh, like, Alex Cadet Stone. Stone's yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah, so he's like the drunk that comes in and kind of gets his butt kicked by... Like, oh, the pain. dad? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the dad. Yeah, the Sorry, dad. the dad. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The kid kind of went into music and other things, so didn't really have much of an acting career after this, even though he's quite good. But mm. yeah, the dad is a, a pretty well-known actor who's gone into voice roles lately. So he plays Darkseid on the Harley Quinn animated series. And he was even Sam Fisher from um, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell, yeah. And, but that was in like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. They added Sam Fisher to it for some mm, reason. Mm. Um, so yeah, doing a bit of voice roles. Um, that's all I had. Like Hillary, not Hillary, but you know the, the actress that plays Hillary Banks on Fresh Prince. I haven't seen her in anything forever, and she just did this reunion with Will Smith and everyone over there. So check that out if you're a Fresh Prince fan. Um, but that's yeah, like I said, there's not really a lot of big names in this film. 
there's not really a lot of actors that went on to do things. So we can move on straight into what's the most '90s moment, and what did you have for this one, Dane? Yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be like the meeting of the cadets. As I said, mm-hmm. it's probably like yeah. it's one of the most '90s, and it's probably one of the most iconic as well. And we can talk about that. It's just like just as I said to you before, like it's in the '90s they had this formula down pat where they just like <laughs> took, took these stereotypical kids, stereotypical characters, and I think it's the perfect scene where you basically just get to know pretty well each of the characters you get to know you know major pain yeah. you get to know each of the characters he's really just he like it just walks down the line breaking down these characters you know um it's it's an iconic scene and it's just one of the ones that carries so many of these one-liners um you know and i and i think it's just it's it, yeah it for me it's just like that is when i think of this movie i think that's probably just one of like the the biggest scenes there that i think like you could get away with it in the nineties, you know, and it was just one of those ones where it like just encapsulates what they did. And like those other movies there, like the Mighty Ducks and um, the Little Giants and things like that was a perfect example. And I think they've all got that scene. I think all these 90 movies, yeah. 90s movies <laughs> has that scene where the main character meets all the other characters. He meets the teams and he literally just goes one down the line and he's just like this holy crap moment. Like, this is what I got to work with. Where do we go through here? And it's just that rebellious part, you know, all the kids are mm. obviously against the authority side of things and he's got to basically, you know, stamp his feet into it. And like, I don't know, I don't know if it was you, like when we watched this movie, like I was finding like, man, he is shooting that gun a lot in the air. He's shooting that gun <laughs> at, at near kids all the time. Like, and I never, yeah. these little things I'm picking up now and I'm just like, I never really noticed that back when I'm like in my early teens and why would I? But now I'm just like, man, you can't get, you can't do that. There's a amount of times yeah, that I'm watching this movie. Like, John, I don't know if you've got Disney Plus, but like, if you go back and watch things like, you know, Timon and Pumbaa, uh, or like, what was I watching the other day? I watched um, uh, the, what's the two dogs? Oh, I've got a blank. Um, Lady and the Tramp. So if you watch Lady yeah. and the Tramp, right, you think Lady and Tramp's an innocent, an innocent vault Disney movie. There is a 12 uh-huh. second little uh, warning as soon as you start watching that saying like, you know, Disney, hey, we were super insensitive back in the day, you know, but we've, you know, and, but we, we're mindful of that. We, you know, stuffed up and, you know, here's all the things that like, you know, why are we going to keep it there? And I feel like that's sort of the, some of these 90s movies that you could get away back then because, <laughs> you know, whether the lines were blurred or it's just how you created comedy. Um, mm. But nowadays it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I think you know, it's also oh. the... The people involved in it as well. Like, I don't. What was the actual issue in Lady and the Tramp? So, good question. Because like, racial stereotype or something. Oh, so apparently, because like when you when you go into after the twelve seconds, it usually gives you a bit of a a, like a a, a, like a one line as to what it is. Apparently, it was Mm. tobacco. So there's tobacco use in it. But so it's it's nothing. And but like, it's not just like I watched Timon and Pumbaa. Like as I said, I'm like, why is Timon and Pumbaa? got this 12 second like thing i know dumbo's got it i know there's a few other yeah. ones that have got it like there's super older ones but like i'm like what's timon and pumbaa going apparently like the timon and pumbaa one was can- uh, cannibalism you know and i'm like oh fine, right. okay no worries but like <laughs> do you know what i mean like i feel like some of these 90s like yeah. they're rated pg this one's rated pg and like as i said like there was six eight months ago i sat down with my family and watched this you know because based on my memories as a kid of watching this i got 15 mm. minutes in and we were like rachel and i looked at each other and went oh, not today off um yeah you know it's just it's just the way it is now i think the the difference is probably like i don't know what parents were thinking back then but now i can see parents saying you can't show my kids cannibalism what are you thinking like Mm. you think that's funny or like Mm. why you're showing my kids smoking like that's promoting you know bad health like people are much more vocal probably these days and less forgiving with with things that could be considered you know a bad influence which you know to each is to each their own as as a parent that you gotta um make sure you you know you you that's that's where it's on the parent to to know what your kids are watching i think and um, i I probably wouldn't have been allowed to watch major pain (laughs) when it it came out for sure oh yeah 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 and that's and that's it and like Um, and, and so it's pretty interesting like when you watch things so long ago, as I said, like this thing came out when I was nine, I watched it, would have watched it in my early teens. And like, I, I probably mm. was at that time so fixated on the one-liners that everything else sort of just went over the top of my head. And it's interesting when yeah. you go back and you watch these. And there's been a few movies that I've rewatched again and either I've gone, oh, what was I thinking? I should have left that in the memory vault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a good game. Like you play an old school game and sometimes it's just better to leave it alone, you know, leave it mm-hmm. in that memory vault in the good times. But yeah, it's just one of these movies like, 
I look at it now, new perspective, you know, kids around me, all the rest of it. And I'm, and, uh, and it's just very different, very different to how For I first sure. watched it. We'll definitely get to that in uh, what holds up the worst a bit later. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like the scene you mentioned, the humor is very 90s because mm. it's very like talking about, you know, people's body shapes and their like w- whatever defining physical feature they have becomes like the joke yeah. it's, you know it's it's pretty lazy really but it's it's like as a kid it's it's funny because that's what you used to i guess at school like it, it was like the ultimate like you know if if you if you were as quick and witty as major pain you'd mm. be like the funniest guy in school but like it doesn't really work like that yeah yeah, yeah. um the, the the most 90s moments that i had were two scenes the dance scene yes. when he's um dancing to two life crew to um at the uh, yeah at the nightclub and he's doing he's he's kind of doing these like 80s dance moves and she's telling him that it's no one does the like robot no one anymore. does the robot anymore yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like he's moonwalking yeah, and he's yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to my repertoire Michael, yeah and they're all it's just like michael jackson moves yeah where definitely he, you know, kick, michael jackson's kicks the actually leg out. a big influence in this isn't it like there's a few scenes in there where michael jackson yes come through. The, the kid the kid does the same dance moves in the kind of the final. Ooh. What do you call it? Like the the, the march <laughs> type. The yeah, the gun yeah. march yep, rap yep. thing that they do. Whatever the heck yeah, that yeah, thing's yeah. called. The cli- the climax of the movie. Apologies basically, to everyone into the, anyone in the military where we're butchering yeah. the name of this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's major pain. It's uh, yeah, you it's, know, it's not full metal jacket. No, no, no. The other one was the the scene where they're t- trying to take the photo of him in bed with one of the students wearing a dress and they have, they have like the camera set up on the tripod and everything with the flash. And it's like, they have to, you know, have someone that knows how to operate the camera and like how the technology is the most 90s thing there. Cause obviously these days you just have your phone and you just, you know, or even just like a point and click camera. That's a bit simpler to operate. Yeah. The other, the other two yeah. things are like, it's always interesting when like, when you got your TV on in the background and now it's obviously now it's Netflix, but you know, a couple maybe five, six years ago when you didn't have Netflix, you know, you'd, you'd leave the TV on and you'd like, there'd be a movie that starts at, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And uh-huh. then you're like, you both look at each, you know, you, you're watching the TV comes up and you see the font. And usually the font straight away tells you like, is it, how old is this how movie? Is, yeah. You know, like nineties <laughs> have always got that same font. And like they, it's literally yeah, like they've got common fonts. Yeah, it's just like two or three fonts that they have to choose from. Which one are we going? You know, flip a coin type bit. <laughs> um, the music, obviously. You know, starting off this music. You know, starting off this. Um, bad to the bone. Yeah, yeah, bad to the bone and RSSPCT. Respect by um, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. You know, like all these classics. It's so funny. I was in the car. Like side side note, I was in the car today. And I knew I was obviously going to do this podcast. And I really liked that song. I put it on in the car and Leah, my daughter, was, was next to me. Um, she's eight years old. And, you know, she's good on her. She listened through the song. But I said, did you like it? And she's like, nah, can we put on uh, Britney Spears? And then we end up just watching Circus. Which um, I'm like, oh, what's that song? And I listen. I don't actually like that song. But like, yeah, just like all these, you know, these, these 90s musics that are just so... Like the, the music is nostalgia. You know, these, 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 I feel like there's so many of these 90s movies that use the same tracks. And, and it's sort yeah. of like it in, encapsulates a certain emotion. And I think, it, once again, it's part of that formula where they went, look, if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So let's, if we want this sort of scene or we want this emotion, let's just use the same track that we got in the repertoire. It's probably cheaper because we don't have to do copyrights or anything like that, which is leverage of this. But, you know, mm. it's, it's just one of those ones where you just see it. It's a repeat that you see in so many of these movies too. That's right. And like, they're not even 90s music. Like they're from way before that is the thing. Like Bad to the Bones from the 80s. Mm, mm. Uh, Aretha Franklin's from probably like the 60s or something mm. even. And it, but the, the, what I think what you're getting at is like they were used a lot yeah. in the 90s. And I'm like saying, you think yep. of like, you think of Bad to the Bone and I'm thinking like Terminator 2. Yeah, that's it. Which I think was in, in the early 90s. And um, that was, you know, used really well there. And then it kind of became like a trope or a stereotype to use these kinds of songs. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, it, 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 it would be like, if you use bad to the bone now, it would be like a joke, I think, cause it's so overdone. Yeah. And there's, there's songs that get used so much. And like, 
it takes a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy to come along and do things like a little bit differently with with the way that they use music. Yeah, but a, I think yeah, there's definitely songs that have been like way overused. Definitely, and if if it's used, I think it's a fine line how you use it. You know, whether you use it as a parody or you use it like as a bit of a throwback. But it's everything's it's got to be balanced. And I think that as yeah. you said, Guardians of the Galaxy was a was a really good way of doing it. They did that really well. Mm. So most iconic scene i had the one that you just mentioned um you know the first time he i guess drills all of That's his right. uh, cadets and just points out all their personal flaws or their physical flaws yeah 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 uh, and th- threatens them and sh- you know shapes the head um against their will and you know the arrival of um cadet stone as he tumbles down the hill so speaking of shaving, shaving heads, you know, Major Payne's got that clean look. He's a clean dude. I bet it's not just his head that looks like that. I bet he does a bit of manscaping, Dane. So we're going to say right here that support for Comedy Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's self-care, hygiene, and below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's products are now available in Australia and New Zealand, and they just so happen to specialize in what's going on down under. Great news for listeners, you can experience Manscaped's life-changing products around the world with a handy 8-bit discount code. Their engineering team has redesigned the electric trimmer, perfecting the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's hard to feel your best when you don't look your best. For a lot of blokes, that means tidying things up, chest hair, back hair, maybe you got those hobbit feet, I don't know, but Manscaped's here for all of that and everything in between. We know that surveys and research shows that most women prefer a clean look. We know the modern man wants to keep their body hair nice and tidy. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job, and that's where Manscaped comes in. I mean, what do you think Major Payne used to shave those heads? Didn't he ask for his combat knife at some point in the movie, Dane? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, go get my knife. Tell mama to get my knife. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to be doing that no, when you're no, working no, with, no, you know, the, del- the delicates. No, no, no. And, and you, you got to get the right gear. And you can only do it at manscaped.com. You want to get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code 8BIT. That's A-T-E-B-I-T at manscaped.com. The other one I had was the story, the story time with uh, yeah, that's, Tiger. Yeah, and yeah, that's my other one I had too. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, so iconic. You're like, you can't, get, you can't get away with this stuff. Like, but how stand out is it? It's great. Because it's him trying to be nurturing, you know, sensitive, as sensitive. you say, and nurturing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know... Maybe it's a st- maybe it's the kind of story that his old man used to tell him when he was a kid. Yeah. But uh, injected injected with some of his Vietnam veteran experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it's a, just a disaster, I guess. Oh yeah, just the, the, and like like he's like, you know, he's trying. You know, he he's he's definitely stepping outside his sort of comfort zone. He's trying to impress the girl. You know, he's reading the book with his big machete. Um, you know, and he comes in and, you know, the man's upstairs in my closet again, you know, and then he's just like sensitive. Oh no. What does he say? He's like, Oh, get on out of here with that bloody crap. And then he, um, yeah. yeah and then he's like, and then he just like sensitive. And then he goes in there. He's like, Oh, it's all good. It's all good. It's going to be okay. You know, get it back up there before he jumps out and chops your head off. Like he just <laughs> tries, fails, tries again. And he goes up there and just shoots the crap out of it. Yeah. So good. So do you have anything else for most iconic scenes? Uh, no, that's probably the two things. The only other thing that I, I sort of like when I watched back and I forgot about it, then I remember when I was watching back is the, um, um, him talking about the, you know, like he always wants to break fingers, like, you know, at the very start of the movie where like the <laughs> yeah. guy's got the broken arm or whatever. And he's like, let me just, you know, let me just take your mind off that. Give me your finger. You know, you'll feel some pressure. And then, and then, and then so you watch that and you're like, righto, cheers. Like that's the start of the movie. And then you know, when he arrives at the school and then Tiger, the little kid comes running up cause he's running away from trying, you know, trying to get an injection. And he's just yeah. in that mindset where he's like, Oh, you don't like injections. No worries. I'll show you a little trick. And he just goes to grab this kid's <laughs> hand and like just that whole scene where he's just like, now this, you're going to feel some pressure and he's going to go for it. And you're like, don't know it. And then, but the kid's face, like he, it's like, he knows it's coming. Like, so this is not good. Uh, mm. but, um, yeah, I, I think I think the um, the meeting of the cadets, you know, the the 
the the boogeyman upstairs and the um the telling mm-hmm. of the story i guess you know with the little the little engine that could um in the best way he can relatable to himself with charlie and yeah. you know like the the bubba it ain't that and i actually had to look that up which came like because i was interested in forrest gump because it's so like you know you know he's lost his legs bubba they ain't there you know and so i'm like oh which one came first was it forrest gump or um was it major pain so i think forrest gump was 94 if i remember so yeah. you know so another little like t- like little take from that as well definitely and you know it's not really an iconic scene but it's one that i want to mention just because it's funny is when he's at the train station and he's oh, having yeah. his like white picket fence like <laughs> um fantasy i guess yeah of yeah, him yeah with yeah. the woman with charlie and, coming out behind um, the yeah, and the only the only way he could his his fantasy involves um you know a Vietnamese soldier trying to attack them and him barbecue grilling their face and the fact that the music just doesn't change like it's like and like he's just like you just see his facial expressions like he's like oh this is great and then like oh he comes behind the tree yeah and then like and then the the wife and and um tiger it all like just just that slapstick comedy like just look at each other they just shake their head yeah yeah. just like ah there goes dad again oh good one (laughs) Yeah, that is a good scene. Uh, so, on that note, what holds up the best in Major Pain? Yeah, I think I, I think all the one-liners. I think of the fact that, like, it, it really is like when I when I this is a movie that now that I've rewatched it, I feel like you know it's one that I wouldn't go straight back and watch. I feel like this is one mm-hmm. where um, you know I've got to be in a right mood. It's probably one where um, I'll come back to whenever I really just want to jump into these one-liners. You know, it, it really like for me, it's just the one-liners. The storylines, you know, the storylines great behind the scenes. You know, there's got some. I don't really think it's a laugh out loud type bit, um, but it's it's definitely all the one-liners. Like even like at the start there, you know, when he gets what does it get? He gets discharged. You know, like he's this this lean mean military killing machine, and he goes mm-hmm. and does this big. You know, at the very start, he goes and does this big like operation where oh, you know, he flies because this is our nineties. It is. He flies down this like rope, which is directly where the the leader is. You know, because how set up is this? But anyway, he gets discharged, <laughs> and you know, like there's that line where he's like, "There's got to be someone needs some killing," and he's like, "I'm sorry, major. There's no one left." You've killed them all. And like, it's just like all these one liners, like, um, oh yeah. And like, um, the whole, what do we have? Um, what is it? What do we have here is a failure to communicate. Um, killing mm-hmm. is my business ladies and killing is good. Like all these ones there, like it's, yeah. it's, it, I think it's just, for me, it's just the one liners. Um, I think it's ones where people sort of recognize those sort of scenes and those one liners. And when they come out, I think people sort of identify that, especially the sensitive and things like that. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I had I, I wrote one liners. Killing is my business. Business is good. Yep. Um, and then like you mentioned before about how he shoots, discharges his gun into the the kid's closet. Yeah. If he's still in there, he ain't happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I even like when and- I even like where they had that. Um, uh, like I wasn't like this is I don't remember this wrestler, but where they hired the wrestler to come out and beat him up. Um, bam bam yeah bam bam he's like fee fire fall from what bean stop you fall from you know and then like they what's that they you know the one don't you feel dumb two look at you three don't you ever make jokes about me behind my back or I'll stomp you in the ground <laughs> um, yeah just little things like that and then, yeah it, it's just it's so many one liners I think and so when you when you go back there um, I think that's that's the big attraction for me yeah the, the the other one that i'll mention because it's just stuck in my memory all these years was uh pop your titty at his mouth and start babying him <laughs> these things like this i'm like how like i don't know what i understand why i didn't register this like why. back at the day but like this stuff I'm like you can't say this stuff <laughs> oh man pop your titty <laughs> yeah at his mouth. it's uh, I like I like He's, the um, um uh, you get like when they're in the when they're on the actual uh, yard doing all like the you know they're they're doing all the training and that he's like you get no sympathy from me you want sympathy look in a dictionary between and syphilis that's where you find my sympathy <laughs> um you know <laughs> why do I feel like a jackass uh that other scene yeah. there's one of those scenes there like I remember when I um when I looked back at this like oh, when he does the dancing and you know how he eats the food. And he just absolutely yeah, just smashes it. it. So my wife thinks that's me. So like my wife says, that's you. That's how you eat, Dane. And 100% agree that I eat like that. Any pasta or anything like that, I'm go for gold and I, I smash it. The the scene that probably 
one of the scenes that made me laugh the most, if we're talking about what holds up the best, was the very, very early in the movie, he's doing uh, the role play of, like, how do you handle a domestic violence oh, situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He yeah. just smacks the crap Don't out of you ever the guy. hit a woman again. <laughs> like, he just whops this bloke. And he's yeah. like, what's like, and then he's in jail. That's right. What happened, Ping? <laughs> Civilian life, sir. I think, and the fact, I think his accent, like, it's just his character accent. It's just like, you know, my name is Benson Williford Payne, you know, as of all 800 hours. Like, it's just, it's just one of these ones that just stands out. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's a delivery that you, the, you can't really believe that it's real yep. um it's very cartoon character yeah, like which works as a kid's movie he did apparently spend some time uh with drill sergeants to kind of pick up their cadences and you can actually see that in the performance the way that he his, his mannerisms the way he walks the way that he you know there's a moment where he like he's talking to to the girl and he takes like a step back and like spins around to like walk the other direction yep. and it seems very military like yeah 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 so he definitely was able to, to to get that into the character okay there's probably a bit to dig into with this one but what holds up the worst and off the top i just want to say like bullying oh 100 <laughs> bullying of the kids 100 um, percent. and i think like as going back to that whole disney 12 second thing i think that's the that's the whole we stuffed up here do you know what i mean if you're watching this on a streaming service you know pg I think that's the point up. of, of the film though like they would. They just wouldn't put it on Disney if it was a Disney thing. Like yeah. the same way that they don't have Deadpool on there, yeah. they would just be like, we can't put Major Pain on here. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Um, you know, he's belittling a kid over his weight, like repeatedly calling him piggy and like making jokes about you know how much he eats. And there's the the Shermanator kid we mentioned. There's the kid that's hearing impaired or deaf yeah. as, as they call him in this movie and like there's a lot of jokes at the expense of disabled people whether it's him or the the vision impaired guy at the end at of the, the end movie of the, yeah that's right that's right <laughs> and even like it's just talking about the deaf the, the deaf kid as well like you think as soon as he finds out like okay so one of the other kids brings it to his attention that he's deaf and then he's like oh okay no worries but once again you get no sympathy from me and even when they're on the <laughs> rifle range he's like just shooting and he pulls him up and he's like what you blind as well as deaf and you're like oh <laughs> far out like little things like that like he's an equal opportunist yeah yeah. Um, no, no special treatment. That's right. No special treatment. Yeah. Like I think the, the things like I was surprised how much swearing was actually in this movie. Like when you listen back to it, I was like, wow, that's, that's quite a bit. I tried to look up uh, on Google, but I couldn't find it. How many times he says turd in this movie? I feel like every scene has like 20 turds in it. Um, that oh, doesn't sound great, but like when you watch the movie, you'll get it. Um, <laughs> but it, like, it's just, it's just relentless. Like he's just going at it. Um, I didn't, I, one of the big cringe moments in this movie for me was that scene like where they, you know, obviously they, they, they hate him, you know, he's his big authority figure. They want to boot him out. So they do a whole range of things to, you know, boot him out. They, you know, they fill his cupcake up with his laxative or somehow backfires and he gets farted on by that, that, you know, the big eared kid. Um, you know, but the, the one that sort of gave me the cringe was the one how he's like, they resorted to the fact that they basically had to put the overweight kid in a woman's dress and get, get him in the bed with him and he doesn't you know he doesn't sleep with his eyes closed so he's got his full eyes open and i was just like oh he's another thing it's just pushing boundaries like you know if you ever tried to write something into a, a script of this you know for a family a kids movie you know nah nah yeah like <laughs> what are they it's, it's one of those things that they kind of skirt around but what are they insinuating that he's like grooming this child and got them to dress in it you know, in girls' clothing, mm. like is that is I, that what really what they're saying? I don't know. And then with the next scene, like he gets them all in the the, the women's clothing, and they're just running yeah. around the yard and yeah, doing all that. So I don't know. I don't know. There's also a bit of um, I know it's comedy, but you could you could argue that it's a mishandling of like PTSD as a as like a as like played up for laughs, which. Mm doesn't quite hold up as well now as it may have back then because i think it's much more you, you do a mental health podcast so you probably know um more than i would but like trauma and you know military effects are, are so serious and there's there's so much like suicide and, and ongoing mental health problems people have returning from war conflicts and that mm. kind of thing that you know they've they've got him 
talking about Charlie and like, you know, several times he is like freaking out with these memories of of what happened Mm. in the war. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's like, you know, one of the, we're talking about one line as one of the one liners here is sensitive, you know, sensitive, but at the same time, like I watch this movie and I'm complete, I'm thinking like, this is completely insensitive, you know, like it's like anything like, you know, I, I sort of believe like when we're talking about PTSD as well, it's when you watch movies, there's an evolution in movies, there's an evolution in education towards different topics and subjects, you know, and you know, comedy has evolved too, you know, how people find comedy. And as we talked about before, you know, a lot of comedies in the nineties were, you know, whether it was a personality that talked about like, or made fun of themselves, like a Jim Carrey or something like that, an over the top sort of character. Um, but then some of these other comedies, just like this one, just fixated on paying, you know, like took the easy road and, and sort of making fun of other people as a cheap, you know, comedy sort of routine bit. But it's, mm. it's just over time, it's like anything. You learn, you get educated. I believe, you know, maybe back in the 90s, PTSD and things like this wasn't really taken in consideration. You know, they were looking for cheap laughs and it was just the trend. And over time, we've, you know, sort of evolved and gotten better, better educated and better understanding about the real effects about PTSD. And it's the big thing, like, especially for this sort of um, movie, depending on who watches it, you know, like we talk about trigger warnings within mental health as well. And, you know, it's certainly something that you've, you've raised there. There's a lot of trigger warnings for someone that may, um, you know, have PTSD more so in the sense of like just insensitivity. Um, but like, and that's it. Like I, I'm in the mindset of it, like, it's just an evolution and it's not, and like, whether it's with movies, whether it's with really anything, you know, we evolve, we get better educated, we get smarter in the lens of like, you know, the empathy for other people as time goes on. Um, you know, I think it's a big one and it's certainly a movie that wouldn't, you couldn't bring out, you, you know, you couldn't bring out in these days. It's, it's, you know, too insensitive, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> yeah. And there's a few other things that perplex me as well. Like this school, like I don't really understand what this school is. Cause there's like, okay, the school's whatever, but then there's this one class that's a military yeah, do, Academy. Like, do the kids actually go to like, school? So like in the Mighty Ducks, they're actually in classrooms. <laughs> These kids aren't in classrooms. They're in a dorm. And then he sends them out to some sort of bunker out in the in the yard. But never once do you see the kids actually, you know, with textbooks or anything like that. Yeah. So like, uh, what, are they like, on Are they on holidays? Are they on like... Well, I, I gather that they go to this school, but then one of the classes they do is this like military class yeah. or something. Does that make sense? And they're just this mismatch... Of ki- and misfit of kids where they all look a different age. One of them is like six, literally six years yeah, old. What, and one of them looks like... What's Like, why is Tiger there? And then one of them, like the like Stone, looks like he's maybe like 17 uh, or 18 almost. Yeah. And basically a man. And he's like stepping up to Major Payne. Like, and why are they in the same class? Like, that doesn't make any oh, sense. And that's, and that's pretty... Like, like, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, back in the 90s, even early 20s, they tried to, there's how many movies are there out there where they basically like try and dress someone up. There's like a 12 year old kid, but they're not 12. They're like 18. Mm. We can tell that they're 18. My wife's just started watching, um, uh, Dawson's Creek and like, she was watching an oh, episode yeah. yesterday, which I saw and she's like watching Pacey and Dawson. They're supposed to be 15. They're not 15. They look like they're 25. Like you're not fooling yeah. anyone, but like even the nineties movies, they're all getting away with this. Like I see this, like this military group, like, like it can't be a class because as you said there's a mismatch of different ages unless they get really getting extreme like oh no 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 they're all 15 trust me like it's all happening um but like it's it, like to me i think it's just more like a sport or like a club you know but once again do you are you going to school like what are you doing here like i don't know <laughs> don't know yeah it's <laughs> it's unusual because i feel like pulling them out of their dorms and shoving them into military like barracks basically would probably affect their other classes, like their other educational learnings, yeah. getting them up at like 5 a.m. To, to run drills and torture them, basically. But they're like, like, oh, this is an hour and a half movie. We don't have time for that. No, 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 no. You're overthinking yeah. it, Jono. This is a 90s movie, a budget of... We don't talk about that either. Made $29 million. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and even that line where they go out and that like, you know, welcome to the house of pain, you know, unity yeah. turds. <laughs> that is the key word in unit without the why. Like, it's just these <laughs> random stupid, like, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Cheers. Oh, but yeah, good times. Yeah. I mean, overthinking is what this category is for, I think. Because the last one I'll mention is, you know, the scene I mentioned before where the drunk dad shows up mm. and he's kind of belittling his stepson. 
And then Major Payne tells him to return to his vehicle. And I'm thinking with my sensitive 2020 brain, like, you're just telling a, a drunk guy to, like, drive home, basically. Yeah. You oh, yeah. I didn't, even, do, do I didn't even pick that up. Like, oh, wow. There you go. I'm just... I, I, I see that. That's probably, like, the one part in the movie where they try and get that emotional attachment. Like, you know, mm. out of the whole movie, like, I, I guess that's the one point there where I fixate where they... If they can turn this guy, you know, if they can... If he can build the respect with the team leader, the alpha mayo... Uh, alpha, alpha dominant person, you know, in this movie, mm. then they've captured the whole crew. And, like, it's just that you know you don't like he has that moral sense he does care for these kids you know he does look out for their well-being so to speak you know you can't really tell because he's shooting guns and doing all the rest of it and calling <laughs> them every name and turd and all the rest of it under the under the sun but like he does you know it shows that one vulnerable side where he actually cares and i think that's the part there where you sort of you go oh he's not such a bad guy you know he's looking out for their mm. well-being yeah, he's shooting guns like in kids' bedrooms. And yeah, stuff, that's though, right. Which... What is... it's like, you'd but, be, and you, no one blinks about it. You're hundred percent. There's no yeah, reports or anything be, like that. Nah, don't worry about that. You'd be like arrested. You'd lose your gun yeah. license. You'd probably potentially go to jail. Uh, yeah. Oh. So he he doesn't seem to mind, and no one no one seems to really bat an eyelid that he's doing all this stuff. Nah, and she's still and out of all the stuff that she out of all the stuff that Major Payne does, she still is like. That's okay. Ah, oh, that's okay. Got a heart of gold. <laughs> You're like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, oh, anyway. He's trying. She's trying. <laughs> he's trying. That's right. Oh, he's trying. Bless his socks. Dane, who would be the most offended by Major Payne in 2020? Oh, who would be the most offended? Uh, I, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I look at it. I look at it from how I would. I look at it now, and as you said, like it, it, there's a lot of bullying. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people would be offended, but from anyone that sort of you know resonates with the sort of bullying that goes on here, you know, whether it's from, mm. you know, being overweight, being a difference in look, um, you know, anything like that. I think I think that 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 bullying is okay, um, and and I think like as you mentioned before, the other thing there is just the insensitivity of you know talking about like war as much as it is a comedy, and you can tell from the first scene like they're really having a laugh at this, but you know they they are touching on things like the, the amount of times they're talking about you know Charlie and and being war and you know. He's talking about there's that big scene where he's in his bedroom, like he's got this itch that he can't scratch and then he finds a rat and chews it up, you know, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Things like that. You're just like, oh man, it's a bit too far. But like, you know, it, it is a movie where they're not really, they haven't really thought about like the consequences if it is thought about in a different light. Mm. And that and that's the interesting part of it. Like, it, you know, it's like, I can, I can only speak from a person that was very young when I watched it. And as I said to you, a lot of this stuff went straight over my head and I was more capsulated about the, you know, the one line is coming from an, like a, uh, you know, a happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, you know, Adam Sandler type approach where it was all about the one liners. Mm -hmm. And you go back to school and you yeah. talk about the one liners, like, and even when South Park first came out, you know, it was about the one liners. Um, but I like, I reckon, I reckon it's definitely going to hit a nerve with, you know, definitely it's going to hit a nerve with the number of people. And as a parent, you know, it's something that I, like I wouldn't sit with my kids at the ages that they are and watch it, you know, to be one for later on mm. down the track um, if they wanted to watch it. And as I said, I don't even know if it's yeah. coming to a streaming service. I had to watch this thing on DVD. And even my <laughs> laptop didn't even have a DVD player in it. So I had to, you know, I used to use my PlayStation when I got home. <laughs> I had to, um, for the first time on Comedy Rewind, I had to pay... To watch it on YouTube. Oh, did you? Four so bucks. Maybe that's yeah. a, that, maybe that's a topic that we need to raise on this podcast as well. It's like some of these movies. Like, how did you find it? Like, you know, I was looking yeah. through all the streaming services. I couldn't find this. So I, I actually found a DVD yeah. from you know when I, when we bought it from Bali many many years ago, sort of thing. So, you know, and just trying to find a DVD player to play it. They're like, oh, it's, you know, PlayStation. That's right. PlayStation got DVD player. Yeah, there's there's always a way, but. Um... Yeah, I agree. Like, there's scenes in this movie that feel like they're from, like, Hot Shots or something mm. where it's, like, almost satire. Yeah. Like, especially the start with the war and, you know, he's eating the rat in his bedroom and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, so you could argue that it's not really meant to be grounded in reality, but then the rest of the movie kind of is. So I think that it does matter. And I think parents would be the most offended by this to, to answer the question. Mm. Like, you wouldn't want your kid going to school and being talked to like this. Yeah. You know, you just... Even if it's even if you're sending them to military school, like you wouldn't. I guess maybe you might expect it because like everything that I think about military schools is probably based on watching Major Pain. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, like that's my understanding of, of what it's probably like. Yeah. 
but even still um yeah it's just and i think that that's also possibly um one of the issues the army has probably or not just the army but military in general has had is that this is actually probably quite accurate in the way that you know people are hazed and and you know broken down mm. to um to, to build them back up again as you said as from watching that, that sas yeah, series SAS so story, yeah. may, maybe that's just actually how it is um whether it's something that's worth doing with teenagers mm. though is a little bit of a different thing yeah. where it's not their career yeah i think there's like there's as i said there's this 90s formula theme that they've gone you know there's a bunch of kids that you know are not good at a certain thing they've got someone to come in there that's very good at what he does but just doesn't you know lacks any empathy for children or anyone else so to speak you know he's just a this comedy killing machine type thing um you know and like i, I get it like exactly what you're saying it's, it's nothing that like you want your kids to sort of feel that what he does or what gets done in the movie is okay mm. does major pain pass the internet relevancy test via memes and gifs i'm gonna say it's probably a medium like maybe it's uh maybe it passes but it's it's like a c plus uh, i think if you have a, a quote from major pain in mind like i think we've established that there's memorable lines in this movie that Ooh. we've both remembered and i think you could find find those and and work them into those kinds of reactions and that kind of thing. So what do you think? Yeah, like, like from my experience, like if someone asked me when was the last time that I found or used a meme or a GIF that came from this movie, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I've ever had, I've used it, mm. you know, like, so from like, a, from me personally using it from a social media perspective through GIFs and memes and things like that, yeah. it's not, it's not there. It's not there for me. It, this, once again, this, this movie is something more of a, it's a place in time that you know that you would go back more of a cult thing yeah you know and that you would look at enjoying the movie get scratchy itch so to speak and then you know move on type thing and you wouldn't touch it until you really like oh yeah i remember i remember that movie you know go back and watch it but using it in the context i don't think so i personally no like i haven't i haven't used it sure all right let's downgrade that to to a fail then it's a fail some sometimes movies just have to fail and sorry major pain but it's an f F grade. F grade. You've been downgraded from uh, maggot to turd. <laughs> maggot to turd. Which one's worse? <laughs> yeah, nah, turd. Yeah. Um, how would smartphones and social media change this movie? Yeah, so oh, this is an interesting one. What, what? I'll get your perspective first. What do you think? Mm. I think not a whole lot, but, you know, obviously a big part of the plot is that they're trying to get major Payne ousted from you know his position at the school mm. and i think you know instead of a camera with a know, tripod setting up that just just stupid a camera phone. with a tripod they'd be yeah they'd be filming on on the phone or they'd be like Uploading hitting record and yeah. yeah they'd be like recording some of the rants that he goes on and maybe they they put that on youtube and it backfires in some way where maybe people think it's funny yeah uh, or they get bullied for for the stuff that he says about them instead. So yeah, yeah I think that might be the way that it works. Instead of um, you know, instead of succeeding with with the plot to overthrow him. Yeah, I, I think the same. I think the same. I think that's that's probably the the most that you get from it. Mm, yeah. Uh, could you make it today? And what would that version look like? You've kind of said a few times that you couldn't get away with it, but do you think there's a version? that would work today? Oh, I think, I think that there's a version that would work. Like, it's like anything, like you can Disney-fy this movie if you really wanted to, you know, you, you, you tear it back, you know, you take the, the story and it's a very common, you know, used story again and again and again. It's just done in a version where it includes, you know, young kids, military and the military games, you know, and that's it. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's it's just a well used story that I think you can do. You could probably modern like modern uh, modern day it, so to speak. Um, you know, I think you could do it. Would it be successful? Uh, I don't know. It, I think it's probably it'd probably be one of those like reboots. You know, that people once again just take it as yeah. you know here's something that we watched. It's it's really watered down to you know be a 2020 version of what it is. You know, it's got a good. It's a good story with regards to heart. Maybe they throw an extra few bits, pieces in there. Maybe they actually include them in school and, you know, actually deep dive into the conversations or 
you know, part of the, the characters themselves. I think it can be done. Would it be fantastic? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I think, mm. I think it's one of those movies where it's, it's been done. You know, there's plenty of them out there. You know, it was, it, it's the, the, the whole strength of it is the one-liners. Just let it be, let it sit back in time. That's, that's my perspective on it. Yeah. I would, I think it could work if you actually tweaked it so it's not a kid's movie, mm. but more aimed at adults. Yeah, okay. I think that making it a bit more adult would, would be a good move. Like, you know, let's let's just say you, instead of Damon Wayans, you cast The Rock as this drill sergeant, right? Okay. Dwayne Johnson, you know, we, we know what he's like when he was The Rock. He was almost, he almost had that kind of same cadence of like a drill sergeant yelling at someone and berating them. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's obviously great at that. I think he could play that role really well. Um, and you wouldn't have to worry about, is it okay for kids? It could be a bit more adult with the, the humor and that kind of so thing. So, you swap the kids for adults? Yeah, I reckon maybe swap the kids to like actual late high school, like 17, 18 or early university kind of age yep, so yep. that... You don't quite f- feel like he's just f- plain flat out bullying. Yeah, them. yeah, maybe yeah. Let him go to the bathroom. Maybe, maybe. they've. Yeah, or, or maybe you've got like some, uh, you know, you know when you used to, if you ever used to watch like Doctor Phil, and they'd have like the kids that got sent to like boot camp to oh, straighten yeah. them out, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you have like some pro- problem kids maybe who need to be like disciplined, so they're actually there for a reason. So I feel like you'd you wouldn't feel quite as bad about someone getting yelled at. Yeah, that might work. You know, I like that, and maybe you can dive into like the the background behind why the kids are there. And then so that way it builds on to like that. Maybe it's a TV. Maybe instead of a movie, you TV give it show. a TV series. Yeah, Netflix Yeah, series. you give it a Netflix series. So that way you can dive into each of the kids and see the background as to how they got there. And then like, you know, what the rock's trying to teaching them, um, you know, mm. to move on with life like and so it. on. Very good. Let's, uh, let's get that made. So it's time for the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award. Steve Buscemi. A real spark plug. As I mentioned, it's pretty slim pickings as far as the cast in this film like the supporting cast there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of show stealers but i think we should mention michael ironside the the drunk dad but also bam bam bigelow yeah, that's him. the rest the wrestler you mentioned as the biker mm. you know he comes in he chews the scenery he's a big dude and uh he's definitely a memorable character um so i think let's give it to bam bam May he rest in peace. He he died in two thousand seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like I, I feel like when they casted him, they just basically said, "Look, we just want you to be you. Go in there and be you. We're just going to mm-hmm. stick you on a motorbike. That's the only difference." Be, <laughs> be big and big scary. and scary. That's it. Yeah. You pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's like um, big and scary, but it's like the PG thirteen yeah, 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 version yeah. of big and we scary. We want you to be big and scary, but PG. <laughs> PG, big and scary, but 90s yeah. PG, you know, so you can go a little bit, but not too much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to leave these kids alone now? Yeah. And it's really like, that's it, isn't it? Like when you watch these 90s ones, there's a lot, there's a bit of cringe that comes to it, like where they, they're, it's cheesy, but you can't over, you can't yeah. overthink it. And I think it's, it's definitely one of these movies. Like when you watch all these like old movies, these 90s movies, it's full of cheese. It's cheesed up to the wazoo, but it's like, mm-hmm. don't overthink it. Just just go with it. And, you know, if it resonates, happy days, and you get a chuckle out of it, good on you. 100%. The last thing I'll ask you, Dane, is it a good movie? Is it still a good movie? Is it a good movie? Um, it's an okay movie. <laughs> this is a hard question. It's an okay movie. Yeah. I'm going to sit I'm gonna sit there. So I'm, I'm okay with it. But but as I said to you, it's one of those movies where I've rewatched it now. I'm not going to go back to it. I'm not going to go back to it for a couple mm. of years. It's one of those ones where you just sort of, if it's on in the background, you sort of let it go. If it's, you know, if it's sort of floating your boat for that period of time when you're watching it. Um, if you've got an itch to watch it, like, there'll be t- like I think we've all got these 90s movies where we're like either, yeah. I don't know, you're working, you're studying, you do whatever you're doing and you just want it in the background, you know, and you sort of have a smile to yourself when you listen to it. Like, as I said, and I've sort of said this a few times, for me, it's really like these Adam Sandler old school movies. These ones where I can just like yeah. recite the, the words and lines from it. Um, you know, it scratches the itch and then, and then that's it. I think Billy Madison's actually just come onto Netflix. I saw that and that sort of like pricked my ears cause it's been a few years since I watched that. So, you mm. know, and it will be one of these ones where I watch it 
and I probably won't touch it for, for ages and until it scratches that itch again. So for me, it's an okay movie. It, and once again, it's the one-liners that sort of get to me. I don't think anything's mm. sort of drawing me in. I don't have that nostalgia to it. I don't really have that memorable moment when I watched it. Um, it's just a movie that, you know, was, 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 was part of my 90s comedies watch. But, um, you know, yeah. a lot of it went over my head, clearly, because I, I was only like sort of fixated <laughs> on those things. Yeah, it's a good point where like, there's there's a few jokes that won't land as well as an adult mm. as they did when they were a kid, just because you're a bit more mature. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also some of these jokes that went over your head that you can like, as as much as I was saying, you know, PTSD isn't a funny topic necessarily. The the stuff about PTSD, like I actually understood like what they were going for mm. when he was doing that bedtime story with the kid, and like, you know you could kind of see it coming. Yep. Um, so it kind of works a bit better as you as you get older and understand like where it's coming yeah. from uh, and yeah just just um like when he's going to break the kid's finger at the start of the movie too like that that might be something that I didn't pick up on as a but kid but even even like you so, said before like get back in your car and like i didn't even think about it but i should have as like an adult now i'm like hang on mate you hey you're intoxicated don't tell him to do that then yeah. you're an accomplice you know if he goes and hits someone mm. but like but you know like once again that's just like so many of these 90s movies we were so young when we watched them we've probably watched them over the years you know from time to time or you know they've been on in the backgrounds and so on but i feel like there's you just get a different perspective from it you know depending on where you are in life whether you've got kids or you know just an adult or you know whatever your background is so you just you just see it differently you know sometimes fantastic sometimes it holds it and sometimes not so much and you just wish you'd left it in the memory bank yeah i'm gonna this is a tough one because i don't want to say it's a good movie like because we've done some podcasts on here that we've done some really good movies mm-hmm. right i don't mm-hmm. want it to be i don't want you to be thinking i'm saying like this is on the level of like dumb and dumber and the big lebowski and groundhog day it's not yeah, yeah. but if you have mem- if you have memories of this movie as like a quotable film mm-hmm. that was just like dumb kind of dumb fun yeah. it's it still is it's still what you remember it to be pretty much yeah. so if you don't go in expecting it to be a good movie then it's a good time, I guess, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's also like a very specific kind of age gap, like depending on, you know, I guess your parenting approach, like maybe like years 10 through to like 15, it would probably appeal to. And outside of that, watching it for the first time, it's either not going to be appropriate or you might be a bit too old for the most of the jokes. Um but that's pretty much where I fall down on it. Yeah, and like just like you just said there, I'd be interested to know if there's any parents out there listening that they've got those, you know, kids in high school towards year 10, 11, 12, you know, that, that want their kids to watch this, you know, because they're mature enough to be like, see through it. I'd be interested to see their feedback, like whether they'd look at this sort of movie and go, what a piece of turd. Like, what a, <laughs> what a piece of crap. Do you know what I mean? Like, or that's not funny, yeah. you know, and it's it's just one of these things where you just look at it and go... Yeah, like, does it does it land? Like, is it does it land with us because it's mm. nostalgia? Like, if we didn't watch it back yeah. in the day and we watched it for the first time, would we just think it's stupid? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just those sort of things. Yeah, it's like, a tough one. Yeah. We we did do a Billy Madison episode last year that you can go back and check out once you've watched that. But it was a similar thing where I I didn't feel like it worked as well mm. being older and um, having a bit more, you know, of a refined palette when it comes to, to comedy mm, but mm. um yeah see how you go with that one all right dane uh that's it for the show what we didn't really do it up the top so why don't you tell people a little little bit about your podcast and, and where it's come from because we have mentioned it yeah absolutely um so yeah so i run a podcast called pushing through blue um it can be found on most podcast listening services yeah and it's a mental health awareness podcast awareness podcast uh, very fortunate to speak to uh awesome people uh, within the communities that you and I uh, are involved in, Jono, as well as um, new friends that I've met along the way. Um, and we're just having honest, mm. open conversations about mental health. And I guess the, the biggest thing about the podcast is really just having that, just having really you know honest, open conversations about people's mental health journeys, making sure we're sharing awareness to it. Um, you know, ever since I created the podcast, it's all about creating awareness to it, removing the stigma you know, getting rid of these, you know, misconceptions and myths about, you know, not being able to talk about your mental health, you know, you know, holding it in and not having conversations and, and feeling like there's this stigma associated with, you know, you 
being open and honest about how you're feeling. You know, life is life and we all go through different challenges. You know, none of us are immune to that. So Mm. I just wanted to make sure that it's a platform that I've created so that I can have these conversations with people, you know, people that have gone through different things in their life and have come through the other end and they can share their learnings, you know, how they created hope, uh, how they created, um, you know, tools and, and how they got through and, you know, how, and, and sometimes it's just something that we all continue to go through. So, you know, it's all just about just opening those communications, um, you know, and hopefully there's these, uh, stories and episodes that resonate with the people that listen to the podcast. I'm very fortunate for everyone that gives it a listen. Um, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, give it a listen. Uh, let me know what you think. Always appreciate the feedback and, um, yeah. That's good. It's a really great thing you do there. And, I think whether it's, you know, trying to, to feel less alone by listening to it and hearing stories or maybe you want to be able to better support someone in your life that's going through those kinds of experiences, I think that everyone could check it out and get something from it, definitely. So thanks for, um, you know, the work that you put into it, Dane. No, I appreciate it, John. Thanks so much. And thanks for inviting me on the show. Um, I saw all the, uh, as you said, the uh, the Billy Madisons, the Happy Gilmores were taken. So uh, it was good to <laughs> go down this one here. It's a bit left field, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely one in the in the catalogue. So I'm, I'm glad we sort of yeah, uh, unpacked it and uh, maybe we just, it's definitely, maybe we just pack it up and just yeah. put it back. And then yeah. we just don't talk about it. <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> definitely definitely very 90s so it's very fitting that we can we can get it in here while we're still doing 90s movies but um yeah for now if you want to support this podcast or dane's pushing through blue uh you can do so with itunes or any kind of rating review on your podcast service of choice Podchaser, itunes apple Podcasts. i don't even think itunes exists anymore but whatever it is you know tell us how great we are goes a long way to you know algorithms but also just warming our chests making us feel all good warm and fuzzy i guess and uh as, as well as that you can head over to patreon.com slash we are 8-bit a-t-e-b-i-t and that's where you can chip in a few dollars a month to uh yeah keep the emotional lights on as our fearless leader likes to say that's it uh dane where can people find you on socials uh yep so you can find me everywhere at dane pv d-a-n-e-p-e-v-y uh primarily on twitter uh and on instagram and uh pushing through blue is there as well um so check that out uh, appreciate you having a look very good and you can catch me on socials at Jono himself you can check out my other podcast putting in work just had uh boss logic on the show to talk about what he's been doing with disney marvel uh you know all the all the cool artwork uh ubisoft's assassin's creed valhalla and and the cover art for that and just yeah just everything that's been happening in the last couple of years since his previous appearance on the show so don't miss that episode Uh, but for now dear listeners thank you for joining us on comedy rewind be kind much love